Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I'm so glad that all of you are here. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I was listening to the opening song yet again, and I'm enjoying it yet again. Amen. God is always with us. He never leaves us. He's always in our corner. He's always fighting with us and for us. And we need to remember that. We need to remember that God is always on our side. He's redeemed our souls. He gave us his precious son, Jesus, to die for our sins. He's with us and he's for us. He fights with us and he fights for us. And he gives us the victory in his name. Amen? We thank you for joining us. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, Protestant, uh, non-denominational Internet church. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States and whatever time that is in your time zone. We also meet on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. And we invite you to join us. We begin our worship services with repentance and celebrating Holy Communion. Amen? And we pray that you will make arrangements in your schedule to be with us and to join us and to receive the word that God has for us. Amen? Amen. It's been an interesting week, saying, all around the world. It's been a very, very interesting week. There's been a terrible, terrible tragedy and earthquake. And you've heard about it. Well, we're going to pray about it today. Amen? We're going to pray about that tonight. We're going to hand that to the righteous judge. And there have been other events in the past week and a half that have taken place that we're lifting up to the Lord. Uh, there's been a funeral, and many of you in the U.S. know about the tragedy that happened to the Nichols family. And they had his funeral. Um, I I chose not to watch the funeral because it was just a little too much for me. I'm still praying about that issue because it's hard for me to conceive, even though I do not uh, I do not um, how do I say this? It's hard. I understand about demons quite well, but it's hard for me to understand 
in some ways how persons who are trained to do law enforcement, a lot of training, not just, you know, we went to class one day. No, 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 a lot of training uh, can come together and terminate someone's life, and you can't even determine if there was anything the person ever did wrong. All of a sudden, their their life was taken from them. It's a very tragic thing. And I would hope that each of you would lift the Nichols family and the city of Memphis to the Lord and ask for his, his mercy and his grace and ask for his mercy and his, amen, they need it. They need our prayers. No matter where such a thing has happened, they need our prayers. Amen? And God is receiving prayers on their behalf. So those of you who have some idea what's going on, I would ask that you would pray, you see. When someone uh, just went out and took pictures of the sunset, they're on their way back home. Officers decide to pull them over for an infraction that nobody even knows about yet. What's the infraction? Doesn't appear to be any infraction at all. And all of a sudden, a person is beat to death by five officers. They've all been fired and charged by the state attorney's office. They're out on bail. And that process is going to work itself out. But it shocked and it stunned many of us. We thought when we saw the Rodney issue that we'd seen the top of that. No, it gets worse. So the scriptures do do say that evil men and seducers wax worse and worse. Well, Sometimes people don't handle authority properly, and we see that all over the world. Persons who are given a position with some even limited power allow it to go to their heads for some reason. But when you have been trained and when you have taken a solemn oath to protect, It's hard for many people to truly understand and properly evaluate why you would turn on the people that you're sworn to protect. So this is a serious situation, not just in our country. This is a serious situation all over the world. God loves people. Amen? God loves people. He does not want them beat to death in the streets for no apparent reason. Amen? Amen. And I ask that you pray not only uh, for the Nichols family, but for the families and loved ones of those uh, who are the culprits. They need prayers too. Amen? They need our prayers too. So 
There are serious things going on in the world. And to some degree, we try to keep you abreast of the things that do happen so that you can stay on your toes in prayer. You can call out to the Lord as he moves on your spirit, prayers to him that he's able to answer. You see, everyone does not know how to pray. But you've been learning a lot about how to pray. So since you're equipped to pray, I encourage you to do so in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's a very sad situation, but it's a wake-up call for everyone. If we had been lulled to sleep or gotten distracted and thought, this, well, these kinds of things just aren't going to happen anymore, well, that's not the truth. They're still happening. Amen? They're still happening. Trust the Lord to make a difference in our world. Let's trust the Lord to make a difference in our world and in the lives of people. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for the comfort of the scriptures and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Father, to comfort those who are mourning, those who are in sorrow and grief and heartbroken. We ask you, Lord, to touch their hearts, to touch their minds. We ask you to fill that void deep within them, that empty place, because their loved one is no longer with us. We want to thank you, Father. We want to thank you for forgiveness of sin. Yes, Father, forgiveness of sins, because sin was committed. We ask you to forgive, Father, in Jesus' name. We ask, Lord, that you help those of us who are still grappling with the facts of the matter to hold on to your unchanging hand. Help us, Lord, to stand firm in our faith. Move upon our spirits, Lord, that we might offer to you worthy prayers can answer. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us all to a place of better understanding of you and more love for one another. We give you praise. We give you glory, and we give you honor, Lord. You know, Father, the Bible says that the house of the righteous shall stand. Father, your word declares to us that a home is built through wisdom, and by understanding, it will be established by knowledge. All the chambers of our home will be filled with precious and pleasant riches. Therefore, we ask you for the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge which your word promises to us. As for us and our families, 
we will serve you and walk continually in the wisdom you have granted to us. Thank you, Father, for all the promises of your word which declare to us that your blessing will be upon our family and our home. We choose to obey you, Father, and in so doing, we know that you will command your blessing upon our home. We greatly rejoice in your blessing, Lord, because you are establishing our home. You are prospering, protecting, and blessing our home because of your mercy and your everlasting love. Father, you have filled our hearts with gladness. We are able to sleep peacefully in our home because you are keeping our home safe. We put our total trust in you, and this gives us joy, tremendous joy. Your blessing and your favor protect us and our home to shield. We know that our home will be blessed and remain standing as our home is filled with your loving presence. Father, we just give you the praise. We give you the glory. And we thank you for keeping our home. Not just safe, keeping them intact. And a time when everything that can be shaken is being shaken, so that that which cannot be shaken, might remain. We ask you to keep our homes intact, Lord. Help us to focus on you rather than the would-be problem. Help us to remember to exalt you in every circumstance. Help us to praise you and to thank you when trouble rears its head. Help us to remember that you're right there in our midst. You haven't gone anywhere. You're right in our midst. Thank you, Lord. We receive your abiding presence, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Father, for the word of God. We thank you for the armor of God. Thank you for the breastplate of righteousness and for the spirit of truth. We thank you that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and we take the shield of faith so that we will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked. We put on the helmet of salvation and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We want to thank you, Father, that we're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are the head and not the tail, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that has risen against us in judgment, we now condemn. 
You have supplied all of our needs, Father, according to your riches and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we are free to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you care for us. So we thank you, Father, for our walk in divine health. We thank you that you're the one who heals all our diseases, and by your stripes, Lord Jesus, we have been healed. Thank you, Father. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan and his agents and their power. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, technology demons, and all of their attacks, Leviathan spirits, brainwashing, Kundalini spirits, and their attacks, all water and marine spirits, and their attacks sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, all passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust spirits. We bind all sorcery devils and their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, and drone spirits, whoredom spirits, the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and all their attacks. We bind all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magician. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing all sonic and audio weapons, targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons, their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks and the work of every druid, 5G and components, and everything coming from the satellites, the cell towers, and through our devices. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, 
vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Russian, Scottish, Ukrainian, Canadian, Caribbean, Latin American, Arabian, Russian, Tribal groups, indigenous groups, global cabals, Malaysian, Korean, Japanese, Indonesian, Norwegian, UK, Spain, Portugal, Peru, Brazil, Turkey, Iraqi, Afghanistan, We buy Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic wherever it may be found in Jesus' name, and we bind it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place the We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop. 
defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind and the fool's anger. We bind food lust, food addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapons, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to the sender. All witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website, returning to sender. All wizardry, all black magic, all juju, all tribal rituals, witchcraft and occult activity in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Spirits and Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, The Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirits, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos and Mayhem, Oppression, Depression, Anarchy, Premonition, Clairvoyance, ESP, Telepathy, Psychokinesis, BioPK, Out-of-Body Experiences, Reincarnation, Haunting, Poltergeist, Astral Travel, Psychic Healing, demonic meditation, and spirit guides and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents, and we chain them with eternal chains unto darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, food, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, Nature, nature worship, unyielding, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis and Osiris, all false deities. Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ, and we chain you with eternal chains unto darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs, and return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, pact, and that of the associated organizations. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grips, and all that that represents in Jesus' holy name. 
We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, the pride, and the foolishness of our own opinions, the work of errors in our life. We bind being misled, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive. For the Spirit of God says to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We disconnect ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ from every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, and we command them to be bound in Jesus' name. Jerusalem for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are being persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cover ourselves and our mode of transportation with the blood of Jesus Christ and the road or the airway or the waterway that we take. Amen. We take authority, dominion, and power over every distraction, every accident, every tragedy, every would-be accident or tragedy, and all the objects of the road so that they do not cross our path. We thank you, Lord, for your protection. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to know about um, uh, detours so that we will have a safe drive in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all demons that would attack us in the night through bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams or feed us in our dreams. We bind those spirits and those poisons that they fed us in the name of Jesus Christ. We command them to come up and out of everybody, deep breath, and cough from your gut in Jesus' name. We command those spirits to stay away. We thank you, Father, for your warrior angels protecting us as we sleep. We thank you for the wall of protection that surrounds us with your glory in the midst in Jesus' name. We give you praise, Lord. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, anything sent to us from the demonic realm in Jesus' name. Pull it out now. Oh, 
We cut and destroy all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, and sever from ourselves ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leaves, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars in Jesus' name. We break the power of all love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, potions, jinxes, mind control, voodoo, sorcery, magic, spells, and charms, psychic prayers, psychic warfare, psychic power, sickness, incense and candle burning, pain, torment, destruction, prayer chains, incantations, root works, crystals, hoodoo, chantings, ungodly blessings, and everything being sent to us from the demonic realm. We bind all tribal rituals and sins in the name of Jesus. We return spirits of hatred, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery in the name of Jesus Christ. We destroy your influence in our lives in the name of Jesus. We break your powers in the name of Jesus. We break the power of spirits of bondage, heaviness, fate, fear, and hatred in Jesus' name. We destroy these yokes in the name of Jesus Christ, and we thank you, Father, for the freedom and the liberty that you've given to the saints of God, and we release to the saints of God your freedom and your liberty in Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for our prayer time together. We want to thank you that the saints participate by praying in their prayer languages. If they don't have a prayer language yet, they say amen. And by entering scriptures into the MIC radio chat room. Uh, we would like all those of you who are unfamiliar with it to invite you to our chat room. Amen? To our chat room. Our MIC radio chat room is found on our webpage, and our webpage is miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see MIC radio chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click guest. When the page changes, sign in using your own name, not somebody else's name not a name that is not associated with you in any way, your own name. Amen? And then say hello to the saints, and they'll say hello to you. Amen? It's that simple. If you're on a cell phone or iPhone, we encourage you to do likewise. You find your browser and find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the top, you will see three white lines on a black background. Click the three white lines. It opens up all the other links to you, and you may proceed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 
Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 9. And our verses for meditation come from the book of Psalms also, Psalms 64, verses 5 through 7. Psalm 64, verses 5 through 7. Our featured ebook is Double-Minded Man, Spiritually Unstable. Double-Minded Man, Spiritually Unstable, and the link to it is presently in the chat room. Amen? Our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. And as you know, if you are listening while the broadcast is being recorded, if you're listening while you are um, if you're listening while we're recording this live, you'll need to listen through your cell phone and look through your computer, I suppose. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, it's good. We're happy. We're happy you're here. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Again, our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. So tonight, we're going to talk about a very important subject to every Christian. A very important subject to every Christian and important to a lot who aren't Christians yet, too. This is a very important subject. God can handle it. God can handle it. It's very important subject. Very, very important. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amen? Can you say amen? Great is God's faithfulness to us. He doesn't leave us hanging. You know, folks will leave you in a lurch, but not God. People will leave you in a lurch, but God won't. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 35 We use the King James Version here in this ministry. The King James Version. If you open the front of the Bible and it says any more than King James Version, you're not in the version that we use. Praise the Lord. King James Version. Three words. Amen. Amen. Hebrews, New Testament. Chapter 10, beginning with verse 35. Cast 
not away, therefore, your confidence. In other words, don't just get rid of it because you feel like it. Which hath great recompense of reward. There's a reward that comes back if you hold on to your confidence in God. It is rewarded. Yes, it is. If you hold on, it is rewarded, and the reward is worth the fight. For ye have need of patience. Uh Uh-huh. See, something has to be developed here. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, all that God requires, you might receive the promise. Now, I know that there are many of us that are believing God for different things in our lives and in the lives of our families and our loved ones. But you know, just because it doesn't happen when you think it ought to happen doesn't mean that God does not care or that he's busy in China trying to figure something out. No, not our God. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He has children all over the globe, and all of them know how to whine. He has children all over the globe, and they all need him. He has people all over the world that don't know him yet. Some don't want to know him. Some have chosen to serve some other deity or some other demon. But God has children all over the world. He has an entire creation that depends solely on him. If he were not to fulfill his duties and responsibilities, there would be no more world. If he didn't do something, you know how we ought to do something, but we don't do something, there would be no more planet, no more world, no more universe, nothing. God is faithful. After everything that has happened, there is still a world. He is faithful, and he loves everyone. Amen? He loves everyone. Cast not away. Saints, don't fling away your hope and trust in the Lord when circumstances don't live up to your expectations as you thought they should. That happens in the lives of believers. They think one thing. God said this thing. And when the two don't meet, they get upset, primarily with God. But you see, saints, to go back and see where we miss God many times. Amen? So don't throw away your hope and trust in the Lord when circumstances don't live up to your expectations as you thought they should, or when earth, earthly 
relief does not come at the expected time. You know, we talked about it before. When Mary and Martha were expecting Jesus to come heal Lazarus, and he didn't show up till four days later. Well, you say, come. And he could have he could have healed Lazarus. He loved Lazarus, and Lazarus wouldn't have died. That's how humans think. But that was not the mind of God. The Father had an an overriding agenda. He wanted everyone to know that Jesus Christ was his son and that he had power and authority over life and death. So Lazarus was chosen to be the one who received the blessing of resurrection. You see, It's one thing to tell people that you're the resurrection. It's another thing for them to watch, see, and experience it actually happening before their eyes. Mary and Martha and several and the disciples had that experience. They knew that at the right time, those that had passed away or died in God were going to be resurrected at the last day. And that's where their expectation was. But Jesus wanted them to understand that he's the resurrection and the life. Those that believe in him, though they were dead, yet shall they live. So they needed an experience so they could comprehend what he was telling them. And sometimes we need that too. God has taught us many scriptures and many principles and concepts of the kingdom. But there are still those times when we need to have an experience in the Lord. To see if those things that we've been taught, those truths, those principles, are actually embedded in our hearts. Or if they're floating around somewhere in our mind. Or if we actually understood them at all. Or if we even believe them. Sometimes, saints, we need experiences to cement certain truths in our lives. And most often, we don't welcome those experiences. They're out of the ordinary. They're not what we would desire nor expect. But God sees them as being necessary for our growth and the development of our faith. So I would encourage you not to shrink back when God places you in one of those circumstances. Because he is the author and finisher of your faith. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. So there will be experiences where you will need to use that faith that's been deposited in you. 
and you will need to exercise it toward God. Amen. So we are encouraged tonight in Psalm 36, verse 5, Psalm 36, verse 5, Psalm 36, verse 5. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. God is merciful to us all, and we desperately need it. And his faithfulness to us never ends. Amen? The word of God declares that our God is faithful to his people, and his faithfulness to us reaches into the clouds. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. But you need to choose to believe that. Psalm 119, verse 90. Psalm 119, verse 90. Psalm 119, verse 90. Psalm 119, verse 90. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Well, what does that mean? That means it didn't end back with Moses and Noah and David and King Saul and Solomon and Isaiah. It didn't end with Peter and James and John and Paul. His faithfulness is to every single generation, even the present generation. God's faithfulness is available to every single generation. Whether they enjoy the privileges of it or not, well, that's up to them. But God's faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abided. It's still here. No matter how backslidden the people of the earth are, God hasn't snatched the earth from under us. We should be grateful. God's word and promises to us endure. That's right. They endure. Their power endures beyond all of the things that people do, don't do, and that's a lot of things. That's a lot of things. God is faithful no matter how humans have behaved. Amen? Continue from one generation to the next. His word is forever settled in heaven. God has given his own word to us to be with us in every situation of life and death. In every situation of life and death. Yes, 
He is deserving of our trust and placing our hope in him is not a waste of time and effort. Amen. There is no failure in him. That is the truth. Yes, it is indeed the truth. Placing our trust and hope in him is not a waste of time and effort. Yet many times in our own lack of understanding, we attempt to judge God's intention. Yes, we do. We attempt to judge God's intentions. We decide in our carnal minds that since God didn't do it the way or when we thought that he has somehow changed his mind and gone back on his promises to us. But God has a word for us concerning that, and it's in the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24. God says to us, judge not according to the appearance. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. You see, everyone that was at the tomb with Mary and Martha judged according to the appearance. Lazarus was dead. He'd been buried for four days. He stunk, and the stone was covering the mouth of the tomb. Everyone there judged according to appearance. But God says, no, judge righteous judgment. And sometimes, saints, just sometimes, we must withhold judgment until God has presented the entire case. That's what a more mature saint would do. A more mature saint would withhold judgment until God has presented the entire case. Some of us are so quick to judge a situation that we miss God. Some of us are so quick and hasty to judge a situation that we miss God. Some of us are judgmental persons. Some of us grew up in an atmosphere of judgmentalism, way too much opinion on too many things, opinions that are contrary to the scriptures, to the truth, and to the facts. You know, all kinds of opinions that are just not right. They're not righteous. They're not truthful. They're not full of justice. They have no mercy, sometimes no compassion at all. But we have an opinion, and we feel the necessity to voice it. See, we have to give an account for those words before the throne of God. Some of us get to stand to have a whole lot less opinion. 
Because, you see, we're not God. We don't know it all. We have to wait until God reveals truth to us and presents facts to us. We have to look to him and depend on him. But some of us like our flesh a lot more than we like walking in the spirit. And so what do we do? Well, we just jump right in our flesh like we always do. We've got an opinion, too much to say, too much to think, too much decision time on our hands, and we just come up with whatever suits us. Well, repentance is a very good word and an even better practice. Amen. You see, if that situation at the tomb of Lazarus had depended on people's opinions, Lazarus never would have come out of the grave. But you see, God had a better idea. And we need to remember that in our everyday circumstances. God has the best idea. Do not presume. Yes, some of us are real good at that. We've been practicing it our whole lives. Do not presume in your carnal thoughts with criticism and disappointment at being unable to see a desired end. Time. You see, Mary and Martha were disappointed because what they thought was going to happen didn't happen the way they thought. Remember, I've told you that the kingdom of God does not pivot on your thoughts and your feelings. It never has. It never will. And the sooner that we accept that truth, the easier walking in the Lord becomes. Amen? The Lord. Psalm 145, verse 17. Psalm 145, verse 17. Psalm 145, verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. God is always right. We might think it's unfair, unjust, unthis, unthat, unthother. But the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. All of them. He's always right. That's part of what it takes to be God. Amen? Saints, I'll say it again. God is always right. It may not appear to be the right way to us at the time, but God does not fail. You see, Mary and Martha thought they had a failure. Lazarus was dead. He was in the grave, and there was nothing more to do than to mourn. But they were wrong. They came to a conclusion prematurely. 
All right? So let us remember this. At every occasion where we feel the necessity to draw our own conclusion, there is an extremely good chance that we are wrong. Amen? I know some of you have a hard time accepting that, but you are not perfect, dear. God is. God does not fail. Psalm 69, verse 3. Psalm 69, verse 3. Psalm 69, verse 3. Sometimes we feel like this. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dry. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired. My throat hurts from all this crying and belly aching and having my own pity party. I'm just crying because I don't understand. I'm crying because I'm disappointed. I'm crying because my feelings are hurt. I'm crying because I can, that's all I know to do. I'm just going to cry. No, it does not solve anything, but I'm just going to do it anyway. It doesn't change a thing. It doesn't improve my understanding. It doesn't build my faith, but I'm just going to cry anyway. I fail while I wait for my God. Well, when are you going to come, Lord? When it's time. But in the meantime, You need to mature. In the meantime, you need to mature. Mm Mm-hmm. Psalm 73, verse 26. Psalm 73, verse 26. Psalm 73, verse 20. Flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart. My flesh and my heart fails me right now. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Do you see the difference in the two? One of them is just going to cry and cry and cry and cry while they wait for God. The other one admits to their own human weaknesses and inabilities. But nevertheless, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. This is who I've got in this life. I have God. When we are tempted to become frustrated, we need to remember that God is on our side. We need to remember that God is not our enemy. God is on our side. Psalm 
Psalm 37, verse 26. Psalm 37, verse 26. Psalm 37, verse 26. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. You say, well, 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 when is he going to do what, what I want him to do? When it's time. He raised Lazarus from the grave when it was time, not a second before. He has pity and compassion on his children, even on the unbelievers. He's merciful. God is merciful. We need to remember that. You know, I know sometimes when we're squalling and bawling before the Lord, we think we have a right to a pity party, but we don't. The situation is this. We think we have a right to a pity party, but God doesn't come to pity parties. That's not his that's not his thing. Thirty seven verse twenty eight. Psalm thirty seven verse twenty eight. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. He does not abandon us. No, he doesn't get up and go someplace else when things get tough and ugly and messy. God does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. For the Lord loveth judgment and does not run off, abandon, and forget about his saints. You need to choose to believe that. You need to quit wallowing in your own emotions long enough to believe the truth of the word. God does not abandon his saints. Amen. That's important. We need to know that. Verse 34, Psalms 37, verse 34. Psalms 37, verse 34. Wait on the Lord, his way. Obey his way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Now, some of you have never seen a bay tree, but bay trees are extremely large. That's where we get the bay leaf that we put in as a seasoning. It comes from a bay tree, and they are huge and very expensive. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yes, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. When it's all said and done, the perfect and the upright person has peace. 
Amen. Wait on the Lord. Stay with him. And he'll bring you to that peace. Verse 39, Psalm 37, verse 39. Verse 39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. The salvation of the righteous, whatever it is the righteous need, it's of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. No, they're not supposed to be depending on their own strength. They're supposed to be depending on the Lord and his strength. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. There's some of you, you're still uh, believing the Lord for certain situations, even in your body. And you're wondering, well, whenever is the Lord going? The Lord shall help them and deliver them. Mm-hmm. Some of us need to learn to stop whining. That's the truth. Some of us need to learn not to murmur, not to complain, and not to whine. Praise the Lord. It's part of growing up in the Lord. It's part of growing up in the natural. It's part of being responsible as a believer. It's part of learning to walk in faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We judge according to faith, not according to natural sight and circumstance. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. Why? Because they trust in him. And that's a crucial part of growing in the Lord. You must learn to trust the Lord at every level. You never stop going through the growing process in trusting the Lord. It's perpetual. You even have to learn to trust the Lord in death. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may as well get used to it. This process continues. You must need to be learned. It's a process to trust the Lord at all times. And keep his praise continually in your mouth. Romans chapter 8, verse 25. Romans chapter 8, verse 25. Romans chapter 8, verse 25. But if we hope for that we see not, Then do we with patience, do we with patience wait for it? That's part of the fruit of the Spirit. So that means you wait for it without being angry, without being bitter, without being hasty, without being prejudicial, without being judgmental, without being frustrated, without being aggravated, 
without being annoyed. Hmm. Really? Seriously? Then do we with patience. A lot of humility requires it. Wait for it. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Yes, that means you wait for it without uh, murmuring or complaining or pouting or sulking or any of those other childish attitudes that seem to surface when you don't get your way. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's real. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. This is the promise of God to each of us, whose mind is stayed on thee. You see, there's a place where your mind belongs. It belongs stayed on the Lord. It belongs on him. Some of us have this tendency to want to look at all of the things that we have to get accomplished and want to focus our mind on it. Well, it is our responsibility as a believer in Jesus Christ to change the focus. Our focus should be on the Lord and his power and his ability and his love and his faithfulness and his greatness toward us his mercy and his compassions toward us every day. That's how he keeps your mind in perfect peace. You choose to obey him by keeping your mind on him and not all the details of what you have to do next. And when that's finished, then you've got to do that. And when this is finished, then you've got to do this. And it's just a myriad of things to be done. Well, there's always going to be something that has to be done. But that shouldn't dominate your thoughts. Your list of things to do should not be your idol. Let me say that again. Your list of things to do, the things you think you need to accomplish, the things you actually need to accomplish, and the things you want to accomplish should not be your idol. You should not put that above God. Your mind, you're supposed to love the Lord with all of your mind. Amen? That's what we're supposed to do. And how? Because your mind is stayed on him. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And that's where it is right there. Some of us have not learned to fully trust the Lord. But we need to. We need to. Yes, we do. You'll find out after a while that God is none too happy with the fact that you don't trust him yet. He has already given to you the measure of faith to believe him, and he expects you to use that faith to do just that, believe him. 
failure to do so is sin. Well, many times we have been fighting an intense battle, and it seems to us that it will never end. Well, now that's not right because the Bible says that there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. So at some point, that particular battle does come to an end. Amen? It's the truth. You know, we actually have to believe the word, saints. It can't be we believe it when we feel like believing. We have to believe it all the time. Amen? Psalm 6, verse 3. Psalm 6, verse 3. Psalm 6, verse 3. My soul is also sore vexed. Hmm. I'm really upset about this, Lord. I'm seriously upset about this situation. It's bothering me. It's really bothering me. But thou, O Lord, how long? How long before you resolve this? How long before you step into this? How long, how long, how long at the right time? That's how long. Yes, at the right time. Not Might not be your time, but it's the right time. Amen. It's the truth. Psalm 13, beginning with verse 1. Beginning with verse 1. Psalm 13. Beginning with verse 1. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? Now face it, that's exaggerating. Yes, that's exaggerating. And exaggeration is not truth. The truth does not need to be stretched. Amen. How long? Wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? I've done everything I know to do. I prayed this prayer and this prayer and this prayer. I prayed the blood of Jesus. I've done this, I've done that, and I'm and you just gonna make God move when you want him to move. <laughs> well, guess what? It doesn't work that way, dear. It doesn't work that way. You can't make God move. Now, a lot of Christians frustrate themselves because for some reason, they think that they can manipulate God the way they've manipulated people. Yes, they do. Deep in the crevices of their hearts, they still believe that they can wheedle God and manipulate God and cry enough and sob enough and do with all this and all, to manipulate God to do what they want him to do when they want him to do it the way they want him to do it. Saints, that doesn't work. God will sit right there and watch you go through all of that foolishness until you learn not to do that. So it's up to you how long it takes you to learn that. Amen? You can't cajole God into anything. 
well, maybe if I do this, I'll get him to do something. And maybe if I do that, and maybe if I do the other, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Let me explain something to you. The sons of God are led, L-E-D, by the Spirit of God, God the Holy Spirit. So if you're taking off in your flesh, as you usually do, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and I'm going, the Holy Spirit isn't leading you. You're out trying to micromanage the Holy Spirit one more time. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to go around that mountain over and over and over and over till you finally get it. Till you finally break that and stop doing that and decide to trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the way this goes, you know. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Yeah, you sit there and ask yourself what to do, as if the answer is actually going to pop up from inside your confused and backward thinking. No, thing. It's just not like, it's not like that. You're either going to trust God so he can provide you with the answers and solutions that you need, or you're just going to keep sitting there trying to do it all yourself. You're so self-sufficient, aren't you? You're so strong-willed and self-sufficient. You don't have to ask God anything. You do everything your way. How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? So God didn't answer it in the time you wanted to answer. Guess what you do? You pop up with a bright idea that's not bright at all. How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Pretty much as long as you choose to remain in disobedience. How about that? Psalm 35, verse 17. Psalm 35, verse 17. Psalm 35, verse 17. Lord, how long wilt thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destructions, my darling from the lion. You see, you're not the only person in history that ever cried out to God that way. Amen. But you got to grow up, you know. It's it's part of it. You got to grow up. Psalm 94, beginning with verse 3. Psalm 94, beginning with verse 3. Psalm 94, beginning with verse 3. Lord, how long shall the wicked How long shall the wicked triumph until? How long shall they utter and speak hard things and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves until? That's how long. Amen. 
God is not blind. He is not deaf. He's not out to lunch. He's not on a sabbatical. Amen? Amen. I know it's getting quiet out there. I can tell. I can tell. Saints, I say again, when we are tempted to become frustrated, we need to remember that God is on our side. God is on our side. Psalm 91, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 91, beginning with verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Some of you need to put this one on the bathroom mirror and on the front of the refrigerator. And every time you go to those two places, you need to remind yourself of the word of God. My secret place is under the shadow of the Almighty, not someplace else. I will say of the Lord without being prompted by Pastor Sabrina that he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Hmm. God says, because we have set our love upon him, therefore will he deliver us. He will set us on high because we have trusted in his name. When we call on him, he will answer us. He will be with us in trouble. He will rescue us and honor us. Now, saints, do you believe this? Do you really believe this? You see, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, is what we need to understand. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, is what we need to understand. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. The promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen. It's settled. It's a done deal. The question is, are you going to believe God or not? Only you can answer that. Because this is the truth. This is the truth that we need to hang on to. All the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Either God's true or he's not. You need to make up your mind. 
And once you make up your mind, you need to take a stand. Amen? It's up to you. It is this truth that enables us to hold on and to maintain our faith in God's promises to us under pressure. It is this truth that enables us to hold on and to maintain our faith in God's promises to us under pressure. Yes, even in trials and temptation. Yes, we are strengthened to remain faithful to God and to his promise to us without quitting or doubting God without quitting or doubting God. Yes, even against becoming double-minded. One moment we believe, and the next moment we're not sure. Mm -hmm. We must keep in our minds that God is too wise to fail. God is too wise to fail. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Speaking of the Lord being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh, see, God works, all things after the counsel of his own will. I know you think your opinion is important, but God has his own opinion. of him who worketh all things, all things. It didn't say some things. It says all. After the counsel of his own will. He counsels with his own will, not yours. Amen. It's real. Romans chapter 16, beginning with verse 25. Romans chapter 16, beginning with verse 25. Romans chapter 16, beginning with verse 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations, why? For the obedience of faith. To God only why? To God. Only why? 
to God only. Why? Be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Deuteronomy 2, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. Speaking of our God, he is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. 4, verse 5. Psalm 4, verse 5. Psalm 4, verse 5. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Hmm. Hebrews chapter 10 beginning with verse 22. Hebrews 10, beginning with verse 22. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. He is faithful that promise. We must learn to rest our minds and questions on the integrity, honor, justice, love, and truth of our God. The trust that we have in our God is a display of our faith in him. The greater our trust in God, the greater our faith in him. The greater our trust in God, 
the greater our faith in him. Those who seek the Lord with a pure heart are moving forward into a complete trust in him. Mm-hmm. Those who seek the Lord with a pure heart are moving forward into a complete in him. It is easy to believe that we have complete trust in God when everything is going our way. But when all of the circumstances seem contrary to us and to the promise on which we have rested our faith, what shall the righteous do? What shall the righteous do? Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore? Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. So you're expected to be able to withstand. And having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, all the fiery darts of the wicked. Ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, in your emotions, no, in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. Having done all, we should stand grounded in the character and nature of our God, and his faithfulness to us. We ought to stand, not depending on our own righteousness, but on Jesus' righteousness that he gave to us. We ought to stand with our confidence in God instead of man. We ought to stand with our trust in God's word rather than governments on earth. Amen? Isaiah, Isaiah, chapter 50, verse 10. Isaiah, 
chapter 50, verse 10. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light, let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Because the Lord God himself helps us, we will not be tense and distressed. We will not be tense and distressed. We will not be tense and distressed, now will we? As a result of this position in faith, we ought to walk in unflinching resolve to perform his will. We will not be coming apart at the scene, so to speak. Nor will we be climbing the wall. Nor will we be wringing our hands going, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Why? Because we know that in him we will triumph. Our God himself is our justice. Who dares to fight against us now? Behold, the Lord God will help us. Who is it that shall condemn us? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. The Lord is our strength and song in the heat of battle. And yes, he has given us the victory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, recant. By all means, recant. Amen. Recast. By all means, recast. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. We have some awesome praise reports. Let's start with AK. Praise at the market a few days ago. I responded to a Christian woman who gave me a compliment with an airy attitude and through the condolescence and haughtiness wasn't over. I didn't cause apparent trouble. I was sickened by myself. I discussed it with KK expressing the desire to see the lady again and apologize. Last night, KK was in the store and he saw her and he let her know the wife's been talking about and regretted being rude. KK apologized on my behalf. The woman hadn't noticed my offense and confirmed peace 
between us. That is greater, but the bigger praise is that my husband represented me in public as an act of his own will. He took the opportunity to clear my name, to stand in the gap, to clean up something the enemy could use against me. My husband laid his life down for me. He instinctively took ownership and covered my head. Thank you, Jesus. Pete Pace has a praise report. Earlier Monday morning, my daughter and I were at the gas station. Before we could reach the gas pump, I saw two cars stop on a busy road across the street from the gas station, which appeared to be like an accident just happened. I saw a man get out of the car and reach into his back seat and pull out a 12-gauge shotgun, and he held it at gunpoint toward the other vehicle's windshield. I immediately started pleading the blood of Jesus witnessing it. The guy fired the shotgun twice at the car. I got in my car and fled for the sake of me and my daughter's safety. She said she didn't see it, but she heard two loud noises because she was facing the front of the store. I found out the victim that was shot drove away and went to the hospital and is alive in stable condition. The guy that had the gun was soon arrested and charged with the crime. I thought that this was a road rage incident, but quickly found out the guys knew each other and one was being targeted for some reason. I thank God nobody else was hurt. My family and I always pray when we get on the road, always binding and loosening because you never know what can happen and praise you, Lord, that they were there that they got to plead the blood of Jesus over this incident, or that guy would have been dead. Praise you, Lord, for that. Now, P.T. Pace has another praise report. On Tuesday morning, my wife was driving on the freeway. I'm sorry, this is a different, yeah, same one. My wife was driving on the freeway behind the truck, and something flew off the truck and burst the windshield of her car. I thank the Lord Jesus that she was able to exit the road without a major crash. Crash. I also thank God that we were able to get the windshield replaced immediately on the same day. Praise you, Lord. And saints, every time you get behind the wheel, you have to bind the accident spirit. If she had, if they hadn't done that, there would have been a terrible accident. Thank you, Lord, for that. AK says, praise you, Lord, for helping me at work with D-A-S-H-M-N, D-M, and T-E, and upcoming events, all things come from you. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that praise report. Dana has a praise report. Praise the Lord. Our Heavenly Father is so good. I thank him for revelation. Praise you, Lord, for that. I had a work situation that I was unsure how to resolve, but he instructed me on how to do it quickly and correctly. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And also, I returned a call to a relative earlier in the week, and today the Lord revealed to me it was a different situation, but the same spirits at work. So praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You're teaching us how to fight and how to overcome everything. You keep speaking to us if we'll just listen. Daryl has a praise report. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing me with Miracle Internet Church Ministry. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding me to Pat Holiday's deliverance ministry a few years ago. Thank you, Lord, for transforming me with your strength, peace, comfort, wisdom, direction, and discernment. Thank you, Lord, that even I don't recognize myself. I don't only mean in the outer, but the inner part of me. Thank you, Lord, using Pastor Sabrina to lift us up in hope, strength, and teaching with truth 
and conviction. Lord, I'm so blessed and grateful that you answered my prayer, my prayer to be in a godly church, a church that believes in the word of God, the blood of Jesus, deliverance and transformation with the renewing of our minds. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me with a hunger for you. Thank you for removing all old friends, family members, ex-co-workers, ex-church friends that are not a part of you and out of my life. Thank you, Lord, for teaching me to keep my home spiritually clean. Thank you, Lord, for exposing Marcus's furry babies, his stuffed animals, and a blanket that belonged to a diseased, deceased cat, Levi, to bind all curses of sickness, diseases, death, infection, infirmities off Marcus, to anoint Marcus with anointing old breaking and binding curses off the toys and blanket, and Send it back to sender sevenfold, returning it to sender. Bind it and throw it away, playing the blood song 24 hours wherever Marcus is resting. Within 24 hours, we saw the inflammation went down in his boo-boo on his tall toe. The color went from bright pink red to a normal blush skin tone. The toenail looks perfect. His brand new fur baby regrowing in the area that had infection. Praise to God, Marcus is feeling so much better. He's getting stronger every day. We see the vet for a well visit next Monday declaring confirmation of a good report. Dr. Diggy Diggle for Marcus is Paul. Thank you, Lord, for Dr. Diggle. Bless him and save him. I give God all the glory for his hands that guided me to be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Praise you, Lord Jesus. In alms as a praise report, Father, I'm giving you thank and thanks and praise from that the visit from the family went so well. It was so peaceful. It was covered by your grace and favor, and its visit was full of love, which has not been that way for a long time. Thank you for answering my family prayer before they came, and thank you for the open hearts and loving spirits that was here. Even my granddaughter, after eating sat on the couch, picked up a Bible, and started reading. My grandson was interested in knowing how to study the Bible. So we did it as though my son sat on the couch, never interested in the only place where he'd go. And I'm thinking the Lord is bringing him out and opening his eyes, was listening, and he was interested in what the King James Bible was teaching in the middle. Father, I thank you for that. I don't mind finding one for him if it means I have to get rid of the ones he shouldn't. But now he's interested in the King James Bible, and I give you all the praise, Lord. I know I had to be you, and I thank you, Lord, for the praise. I thank you and praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And see your children are watching what you're doing, and we give you praise for that, Lord. In case there's praise, I had an appointment for blood work scheduled tomorrow, and I've been totally adverse about going, and I prayed about it honestly, and I wasn't really able to pray and prepare. In fact, all week I made since the appointment last Thursday and had a dark veil, something not right on the surface, became increasingly darker and stronger. I was condemned, disturbed, and separate from God and feeling tormented. 
I couldn't stand myself to protect from the enemy. Tonight I talked with the Lord confessing I was not spiritually prepared for the appointment and asked him to cancel it if it was his will. KK and I agreed, and now it's time. As soon as I canceled the blood work, the darkness disappeared. I'm at peace again. Jesus loves me. I'm happy again, laughing, smiling, joking, whoa, and just from canceling an appointment. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, praise you, Lord. Dagmar has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love and your faithfulness. From Pastor Sabrina, Brother Bill, Brother Marshall, and all the saints from MIC and MOM and all their prayers and support. I asked for a good Samaritan as there seemed to be no way out for too long. I almost lost my sanity on top of severe health issues, and I was barely alive anymore. Without your grace and your army of praying saints, I wouldn't have survived much longer, and words can't express all that happened. That black cloud of death and destruction 24-7 has lifted, and I'm beginning to see again as if I've been seen by you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful praise report. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Gina has a praise report. I give God thanks. My daughter got college class, Zoom, which she needs to graduate. She's no longer has opiate cravings, and the Lord has removed them from her dreams. My 17-year-old nephew, who was suicidal, realizes he he needs help. Lord, provide a Christian and a Holy Spirit through the MIC monthly fast. Showed him that I am addicted to sugar. I need a break. I love you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And Claudette says, Father, thank you for rewarding me this morning in front of my kids for praying for the airplane. They were making fun of me, and they seemed that my flight attendant was giving me free coffee and snacks. I said, you, you see, never be afraid to pray everywhere because God is watching and so are people. Lord, I'm going to wait on church services to go to bed. I won't out, but for such a great day, no more the challenges I had this week at work with the business and you still control, and I want to practice leaving things in your hands In Jesus' name, bless the flight attendants, bless my neighbors, bless everyone. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Shakira has a praise report. I received a letter in the mail claiming I could receive a tax refund. Since I didn't pay taxes this year, I ignored it and put it somewhere. A situation arose where I needed proof of address but couldn't provide it in any other ID. I spotted the letter and decided to make a claim to it a couple of days ago. I received 212 <laughs> payment. Praise the Lord for rebuking the devourer. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Lord, for revelation from the for the gift and spiritual warfare last night. A sickening floral stench was in my bedroom giving me a burning, 
giving me a headache. As I was looking at the source, the Lord revealed to me it was incense being burned on an evil altar. I immediately went into spiritual warfare and praised our Heavenly Father for the blood of Jesus and purifying the air in my home and dealing with that altar. Altar. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Now, Dina has a praise report. Praise the Lord, my insurance wouldn't pay for medication I needed, so the pharmacist, without asking, used a discount card. I only had to pay half of the out-of-pocket cost. Thank you, Jesus. And I've been texting the link to some of my, to some of the Sunday sermons to my cousin for a while, and yesterday he finally listened and thanked me for sending Dr. Sabrina's sermon, Praise the Lord. And before leaving for home, I've been reading the scriptures to fight fear and anxiety. And while out, <coughs> I recited the ones I had memorized, and I haven't felt anxiety. I've usually had been going places. Praise the Lord. And we give you praise for that, Lord. You're teaching us how to fight. And in case says praise in the prayer room, I ask God to supply me with understanding. Then the Holy Spirit directed me to the teaching entitled, Need Wisdom, Ask God. It's exactly the help I needed. Later, I put in a prayer request asking God to order my steps tomorrow morning because I was given 15 minutes to make a very big, big decision. He revealed his chosen path for me right on time. God is perfect and always helps me. Even though I'm not very much like Jesus, I'm so grateful for our God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And in alms as a praise report, I thank the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for showing me that vaping was not an alternative. Matter of fact, was homey in a different area, and it has dreams and it was affecting my dreams and not in a good way. I think I think the Holy Spirit for pointing out to me I've stopped smoking, but also I truly have stopped vaping and do not get those demonic or crazy sex dreams. I give the Lord all the praise and praise you, Lord Jesus, because you showed him you showed in alms that there were powers worked over that. Thank you, Lord. And Daryl has a praise report. Thank you, Lord, for revealing the truth as I seek your wisdom on what's not of you in our home. Spiritual cleaning isn't done just one time. Raising our boys when they were younger, I I would direct our quality time reading books or playing games. And one of them was playing cards until the Lord told me to throw them away. I honestly struggled with this, but why? I love to play cards. But the Lord was reminding me because I keep asking him, but why, Lord? Why can't I play cards in my home? That was my flesh talking. Then he reminded me once more, the deck of cards are witchcraft. Then it hit me. Praise you, Lord, for that. And Dina has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me both of those demonic symbols on the bottom of a local made honey jar I had put in my house, and now it's discarded. Praise the Lord. And Amori has a praise report. We have a 
job rooster that's in the pet that's in the store she works at who'd gotten sick from being around cleaning chemicals from a fellow co-worker cleaning near his enclosure. I prayed for him, and now he's doing much better. Praise the Lord. And these are wonderful, awesome praise reports. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord Jesus. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. These are just awesome praise reports. Yes, they are. Praise the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for these praise reports. And we want to thank you for all the praise reports that are there that we have not received yet. And we are looking forward to getting all these praise reports that we have not received yet. Amen? Because God has been moving. Amen? Yes, he has. He's been moving in the lives of the saints. So many of you tell me that the praise reports just encourage you so much. Well, guess what? You have one, too. And you need to enter yours into the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room so that we can all enjoy the Lord and we can all benefit from the glory of his grace. Amen? Amen. So don't withhold your praise report. In fact, I have a little one to give. I was in a business. The other day, I think it was Monday, it was the other day. And there's a certain way that the traffic flows in that business. Well, there were a couple of people that whether they were aware or not of, uh, of the traffic flow, uh, they decided they would go contrary to the proper flow of traffic. So I spoke up and I indicated what the proper flow of traffic was in case they were unaware. And one of them, the male, decided that he wanted to challenge me. Well, now that was just the wrong thing to do. So I repeated what the proper flow of traffic was. And he decided to become loud and belligerent. And so I took my stand. And I didn't budge. I didn't back off. I didn't back up. And I didn't back down. I informed him that he needed to follow the proper flow of traffic. He told me he wasn't going to do it. I said, well, you're not going to walk through me because I'm not moving. So he made a comment, and I told him I really didn't care how he moved. And so he falsely accused me of something, and I told him, no, I did not say that. I said that I was not going to move. And now, what was he going to do about it? And so his girlfriend said, come on, let's go. So guess what they did? They ended up following the instructions and taking the proper flow of traffic. So there were some people, some employees that know me well. And so they were standing there kind of laughing and beckoned to me to come on forward, complete my business. So we went on with our discussion, and we discussed the fact that people were acting strange that day. 
Now, this is nothing new. There's always going to be people who are going to challenge you. There are going to be people that want to run right over you because they think they can. They think you're going to be intimidated. They think you're going to cower. They think you're going to be the doormat. But I grew out of that many decades ago. And when the anointing and grace of God is upon me to to challenge someone that way, I don't back down because I know that it's God doing it. I know that it's God doing it. Just like I know when I'm preaching the gospel that it's God preaching and not just my voice, I know when God is moving. And that demon and that person needed to understand that they just can't do what they want to do. So they left. Nobody else cared. And God won. You see, there are Christians who believe that they're supposed to be the doormat in the world. They believe that all they're ever supposed to do is let other people do whatever they want to do. They're supposed to be passive all the time. They're never supposed to speak up, stand up, stand out, even if it draws attention from others. But you see, that's not how God made me. I wouldn't be able to lead you if I couldn't stand against the devil. And I do stand against the devil, privately, publicly, and on the air. Some of you need to learn a little bit about that, too. That while people may look at you strange, God is pleased with your growth. You're not called to be the doormat of the world. You're not called to allow the devil to walk all over the Jesus in you. Amen? Amen. And that's my short praise report for now. Praise the Lord. I know some of you are afraid to do anything other than quake in your shoes, but you see that fear didn't come from God. Now did it. Amen. Praise God. So I'm going to go to the guest calling. And... Area code 678, you're on the air. Praise the Lord, Dr. Sabrina. This is Jackie B. Praise God. I enjoyed the testimonies tonight, and I just praise God for the sermon. Thank you so much. It blessed me. I'm calling because I need prayer. I am fighting against my ex-husband, a wizard, and his uh, girlfriend, a witch, And uh, God has blessed me so much since I've been listening to you for the past, I guess it's two years now since I've visited you. What I'm going through right now, um, God has shut doors. I mean, the doors are shut because I pray so hard. I mean, if I pray all day long at times, I do. And what's happening now, 
that demon cannot get through. He he's so angry. He be I can hear him sometimes when God allow me because he closed my ears to them. But when he allow me to hear or I or I hear them, I tell you from my back window of um, my bedroom, he's speaking. I never knew you were so strong in the Lord. I oh, what kind of woman are you? I want a door open. Open those doors. You were listening when I had witchcraft on you. You that's why you married me. I put witchcraft on me because you saw that saw something wrong with me when you met me. You didn't never know why, did you? You never knew why you wanted me when I used to treat you so bad. You know, telling a whole story about you know our marriage. Why do you think you couldn't leave? Because every time you want to leave, I put witchcraft, but you always was praying. And so you went on and on about the marriage, you know, of how the witchcraft, every time I tried to pull away, he put more witchcraft. Because I, in my mind, Pastor Sabrina, I always want to leave this man, but it was always like I was, like something was draining me that, oh, you love him, you can't leave him, but he was treating me so bad. It wasn't a physical, well, it wasn't physical, but it was verbally and you know, he cheated all the time, but I could never leave this man there, but I always pray. But what I'm going through right now, he can't get any doors open, and he keeps saying, open the door. Will you please open these doors? I never knew you were so strong, so I'm doing everything to you in your house. You can't have your phone. You can't have your TV. I'm talking to your ADT, but God will shut that on me too now. I can't get that. I control your lights. I can't turn your lights off. So now I got your TV. Now, this morning when I woke up, my TV was out in my bedroom because I always put on the Word, you know, that I put on the King James Version to listen to. I put it through my house, and he turned it off. I guess he thought it was going to work. So he said, oh, I can hear him. The Lord allowed me to hear him. He would say, oh, oh. She's not even getting along. He was telling his other demons, whoever they were, and he said, she cannot get upset. Look how calm she is. This woman full of the Holy Ghost. I never knew she had all this Holy Ghost. She's too strong, you know, going on and on. But meanwhile, I called AT&T, and they worked it out, and I worked through the menus and got it back on, and it's working properly. But I praise God for that. I thank God. But I want this demon going and bound everything. I use the scriptures, Dr. Sabrina. I have prayed, plead the blood. He can't. Oh, he's so angry that he said all kind. All my altars don't work. Don't you know I put a curse on your head? Where everywhere you go, which warlock would saw bother you? No, you the whole hell know about you. I try to burn you back with fire. God won't let you be burned. He won't let not be. I I have cut your neck while you were asleep, and it didn't work. You wake up in the morning fresh in the Lord. I never knew you were so a woman of God like this. He went on and on. So now he's all upset. I can hear him from outside if I listen, but I don't listen. If God say don't listen, I don't listen. And he, he somewhere from next door to the house, because I live in townhouses, one is attached to me and the other side isn't. You know, I, I'm free. I have the mm-hmm. whole... And, and, and something from those houses, he he pulls like vibrations from my generator that's connected to my house. When I turn it off, he shuts off. You know, I can't. You can't hear him. He very low key. But when I turn it on, 
then he gets loud. So something is pulling, Doctor Sabrina, and uh, you know I'm praying for God to reveal to me how. To, what I know they work from some kind of laptop, but God revealed revealed that to me in a vision that they be working through the laptops and the ear and earplugs. They hear they got these tall antennas from the ground up in the backyard now, right? Cross from my house, you know, from the same houses to the left and the right. And I just wanted to stop. I'm praying in Jesus' name because God has blessed me where he can't hurt me. He can't get in. Because when I first moved in here, like a year later, I could hear him walking in my house and track. You know, I could hear knocking and walking all through my house. I don't hear that anymore. And so I thank God for the doors being closed. I thank him for no attacks on my body. I went to the doctor because I used to get so many attacks, Dr. Sabrina, on my back, my spine, all, you know, all over my body. I couldn't even tell you how many, from my head, everywhere. But he do the ringing in my ears right now. He trying to, he that's what he be sending now, Dr. Sabrina, in my ears because he want me to hear him. You know, but I don't I don't be hearing them. That's what he's trying to do right now while I'm talking to you. But I bind and bound that demon all the time in Jesus' name, and I put the blood against him, and I quote my scriptures too. So I just want prayer that God, I know he's been doing a wonderful, awesome job where he has brought me from because when this first started, my daughter brought me to your to your church. In Florida, I don't know if you remember it. Like, and I was baptized. Yes, I yeah, I remember God, quite well. He had blessed my hair to grow when he was trying to pull it out and burn it. But God, you know, I just praise God because I have came a long way, Doctor Sabrina. I take my communion every night before I go to bed. I read my scriptures. I pray. Sometimes I pray for hours. I don't even know how long I'll be praying, but I praise God and I just thank Him and I love Him so much. I love God so much. But if I was witchcraft through that marriage, because I know by him saying that is this confirmation of me knowing that I could never get away from that man. But thank God that he brought me out, and I thank God. And I just want prayer for God to continue to bless me, and, and I just want him to be moved. He needs to be arrested. He really does. Because he talked about how he murdered his mother. His mother died a little before I, I left. And she had cancer, Dr. Sabrina, and she was sent home like, you know, like she didn't want to be in a hospice. She was sent home to die. But she died so quickly because they didn't give her, you know, they gave her some months, I guess. But he told me one night, he said, I'm going to watch my mom. I'm going to watch her because my sisters want to go out, so I'm going to sit with her. But by me hearing him, he was talking about all the murders he committed, that he, um, he put his son, his son was shot, and he said that was a sacrifice. This is all the stuff he was talking about. So you know you're going to die, that's what he was saying, because he did all these murders. His mother, he said, he smothered to death because he wanted her policy. And when she died, they couldn't bury her because his mother was a very professional woman. She should have had all these things, but he, nobody could find nothing to bury her. They had to put money together and couldn't figure out where was her policy. You know, he had it. He said, I cashed it in, I went to surrogate, and I got her money, and you got some money, because how did you get yourself together after after you leave, you left? You, you didn't take nothing at all with you. But he he doesn't understand why I'm in a home now with God. I know it's all with God, because he blessed me to have it. 
and he think I have money, and he be searching. Oh, he freeze my phone. I can't, I can't use my laptop because it's stay frozen. He my my telephone. He be clicking it all during the day and moving it to other things. If I'm on uh, my email, it goes to Facebook. If I'm on Facebook, it goes back to email. If someone texts me, he freezes that, so I can't send a message. And then when my family call, they say, Jackie, why you always drop a you know cut off the phone? I know it be I know it be him because he cut it off where it go to a dial tone. I'm on my landline right now. So I just need prayer for these doors to be shut in the name of Jesus, where he has no access to my possessions or anything I own. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your broadcast going forward. He's been using every telecommunications method that the demonic realm occupies. He's been using every way, every opportunity to attack, harass our sisters, your daughter. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority, dominion, and power over all of his methods of harassment. We ask you, Father, to uncover the evil and the wickedness that he has done to those that are in authority and can use their authority to do your will. When someone kills someone, Lord, that's called murder. They're supposed to be arrested. They're supposed to be put behind bars. But he's been under this cloak of darkness created by the demonic realm. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are the Father of spirits. We ask you, Father, to remove the darkness so that he can easily be seen and apprehended by those who are in authority and who will move by your spirit. We ask you, Father, to release your warring angels and your ministering spirits to see to it that this is done. Every crime that he has committed, every crime that he has been a partaker of, we ask you, Father, that he be convicted, not just tried, but tried and convicted and sent away to where he ought to be in Jesus' name. We thank you that justice and judgment is what you do. It's who you are and what you do. So we thank you, Father, that justice and judgment will come to this situation in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the technology demons in our sister's apparatus, in her devices. We bind those demons and we send them back where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over every attempt of the enemy to attack any of the devices of the persons that are members of Miracle Outreach Ministries in Jesus' name. We send this warfare back where it comes from. We boomerang it back according to the word of God. We know, Father, that you will do exceeding abundantly above all that we have asked or thought according to the power of God that works in us. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We raise the shield of faith. And we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. 
We bind every order, rank, type, and rukate, and maneuver of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. We release it back from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. Sowing and reaping is not over. We pray, Lord, that in prison, if you so allow, in prison, perhaps he will finally hear the gospel in Jesus' name. Ill-gotten gains come with a curse. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that has risen against us in judgment, we condemn now. It's part of our inheritance, Father. So we thank you. For releasing the armies of God against this matter in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible declares that witches and warlocks must die. Mm, yes, we thank Lord. you, Holy Spirit, for the execution of the will of the Father in the earth in Jesus' name. Rumba baba kushe risi di brusha la di seke rila la diosa ta broca di di esa la diosa ta broca di di diosa riki nda ra kon gun gun do rukusha te rike de borusa la diosa nda ra rike de riki ala diosa rula la di kishi di borusa la di diosa ta broke esa la dia rula la diosa we thank you lord for rukisa da da brisha da da for the implementation of the word of god against these enemies of the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. Yes, we give you the praise for the victory. Give you all praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We release the peace of God on our sister. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Dr. Sabrina. God bless you, and I love your ministry. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. As if things are not chaotic enough at our southern border because of the insane policies of the Biden administration, it was just reported this week that Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, is underreporting the number of illegal aliens released into the country without any tracking technology by more than, ooh, Lord. 18,000%, 18,000%. 
This information has come from an internal document. ICE released the document to people within the organization, including ICE Director Tay Johnson, some other key officials in the agency, and leaders from various nonprofit organizations. These people had gathered at an event focused on the alternatives to detention program with ICE. This program was put in place in 2004 to monitor illegal aliens released into the United States interior with ankle bracelets and cell phones. ICE released to those attending the event that there are 49,459 illegal aliens as of November 14th. But according to ICE's website, it says that there are just 266 as of November 19th. That is a major contradiction. Almost 50,000 illegal aliens means that they are underreporting at a massive 18,000%. When asked for a comment about the discrepancy, ICE refused to offer one. Don't we pay their income? I was certain we did. A former ICE officer with knowledge about this particular alternative to detention program told the media, the Biden administration is hostile to transparency. And when it does publish data, it refuses to respond to media inquiries regarding significant discrepancies like this. Likely, ICE communication staffers are having a lot of difficulty defending this administration's chaotic and lawless policies. There was another person familiar with the program who also confirmed the accuracy of the number released at the event. This program was put into place in 2004 so that it could be a flight migration tool used when illegal aliens were released into the country while they were waiting for court proceedings that might take several years before they happened to the document ICE release. Thank you, Father. Thank you to the righteous judge for your adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning, for most Americans, the flood of illegal aliens invading the U.S.-Mexico border has their attention. The United States' southern border with Mexico is 1,954 miles in length. In addition to areas of rough terrain making it difficult to monitor, the Biden administration is continuing the disastrous democratic globalist agenda of promoting open borders. As a result, customs and border officials say 5.5 million migrants have crossed over the U.S. border since January 2021 when the Biden administration took over the White House. The Biden administration reported a record 250,000 encounters on southwest border in December. Yuma, Arizona County Supervisor Jonathan Lyons slammed the Biden administration for its handling of the border crisis and said his country will crumble, his county will crumble as it can't support the cascading flow of migrants. The number of people in Latin America and the Caribbean who wish to migrate has skyrocketed to 242 million, many looking at the U.S., heightening fears about the border crisis. Well, reports are coming from the U.S. northern border, showing a growing number, a growing surge of illegals also entering the U.S. from Canada. 
Border Patrol working in the north of the U.S. have reported 743% rise in migrant encounters compared to the same period a year ago. Robert Garcia, the chief patrol agent for the Swanton sector, which covers Vermont, New York, and New Hampshire, is warning that traffickers are exploiting desperate asylum seekers with potentially lethal consequences amid freezing temperatures and dangerous passages. The Grand Forks sector, which covers Minnesota and North Dakota, has reported 90 apprehensions in the three months since October 1st. This is more than for all of the 222 fiscal year, when 80 were apprehended between September 30th, 2021, and October 1st, 2022. The deadly consequences were laid bare a year ago when an Indian family of four was found dead just north of the Grand Forks sector. At the beginning of January, a Haitian man, uh, last name Richard, died just north of the Swanton sector, having frozen to death while trying to reach his wife in the U.S. Swanton sector's greatest concern in carrying out our mission of border security is the preservation of life. The lives of community residents, we are sworn to protect. The lives of our border patrol agents carrying out the mission day in and day out in the field and the lives of individuals, families, and children. We are children we are charged with apprehending as they attempt to circumvent legal processes for entry, said Garcia. Unfortunately, the transnational criminal organizations that stand to profit from the increased flow of human traffic care only about profits and have no concern for the welfare of those whose plight they seek to exploit for financial gain. Border Patrol said the number of migrants encountered in the sector during the 2023 fiscal year, which began in October, had already surpassed the 12 months of 2022's fiscal year. In December, a record 441 people were apprehended in the sector. The latest data represent a sustained increase in illegal border crossings as we head into the harshest winter months, they said. Unpredictable storm fronts bring ice and significant snow accumulation throughout the extended winter season, the Border Patrol warned. These geographic and weather features can make traversing unfamiliar territory perilous. Additionally, the risk of hypothermia from sustained or even brief outdoor exposure to near freezing temperatures and wet or windy conditions is significant. In less than four months, Swanton sector's apprehensions have surpassed the combined two year two prior years, uh, twenty twenty one and twenty two. In the face of this adversity, our border patrol agents remain steadfast in their patrol trail of our ideals, vigilance, integrity, and service to country, honor first. Thank you, Lord, for your adjudications in such matters in Jesus' name. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning on Thursday, November 4th, 2021, U.S. Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lewitt Gohmert, along with their staffs, were given a three-and-a-half-hour tour of two D.C. Department of Corrections facilities at 1901 D Street Southeast, the Central Detention Facility and Center Treatment Facility. The purpose of the congressional visit was to inspect the conditions of the two facilities, specifically the treatment of inmates held in the CTF 
in relation to the events of January 6, 21. The November 4th tour was only accomplished after months of persistence. Representative Green and her congressional colleagues, Gomart, Getz, and Goser, were denied entry to the jail on multiple occasions, July 29th and November 3rd. In July, the deputy warden of the facility, Ms. Kathleen Landerkin, charged a congressional delegation led by Representative Green with trespassing, avoided and evaded representatives' questions, and forcibly locked congressional members out of the facility. On the morning of November 4th, the Congresswoman Green and Congressman Gomert personally delivered a letter to the D.C. Mayor's Office signed by four members of Congress requesting a tour of the facilities and termination of Deputy Warden Landker. The Mayor's Office did not respond to Congresswoman Green's staff until 6.16 p.m., offering the Congresswoman the option of attending a tour for the D.C. City Council set to begin at 6.30 p.m. Within less than 15 minutes before the tour supposedly started, Congresswoman Green and her staff raced to the facility, as did Congressman Gomert and two staff members. Two days earlier, November 2nd, the U.S. Marshals Service, USMS, released a statement declaring that the CDF did not meet minimum standards of confinement and approximately 400 detainees would be moved to a prison in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. The Marshals' November 2nd statement determined that the conditions in the CTF, the facility where the inmates are being held in pretrial custody, related to alleged offenses on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol, were not sufficient to transfer January 6th inmates. Throughout the more than three-hour tour, members and staff were shown a variety of jail conditions and populations. Well-behaved young men, general adult populations assessing educational resources and practicing moot court, maximum security inmates sequestered for assault or sexual assault of other inmates and corrections facility staff, and finally, the approximately 40 detainees related to January 6th. After reflecting on the tour, the conditions of the CDF corroborated the Marshall's assessment published on November 2nd. Some inmates, specifically those segregated for assault or sexual assault, were housed in atrocious and cramped conditions, including cell blocks with putrid air circulation, supposedly caused by inmates igniting toilet tissue and having little to no excess out of their cells for long periods of time. Other parts of the facility revealed an overt and callous education curriculum which emphasized the supposed cruelty and racial prejudice of the U.S. prison system. Uh, Example, a book club curriculum within the young men emerging. More concretely, multiple common areas of the CDF contained distributional reading materials which promoted the Nation of Islam and critical race theory. Additionally, members of the Young Men Emerging cohort of inmates revealed that they are reading books which emphasize the usual, unusual cruelty of the American justice system and intend to study materials which promote the view that the United States perpetrates a racial caste system. 
After a heated confrontation with the mayor's representative, Mr. Kenlow, and DOC staff, representatives and staff were finally taken to see the January 6th inmates in the CTF. Congress members Green and Gomer refused to leave until the tour concluded, included the January 6th inmates. Notwithstanding the warm welcome from the inmates, the physical conditions in which they are held could only be described as inhumane. For example, cells in the January 6th wing, wing of the CTF were extremely small, composed of a single toilet sink and a small bed cot. The walls of the room had residue of human feces, bodily fluids, blood, dirt, and mold. The community showers were recently scrubbed of black mold, some of which remain. The interior walls of the common area were also freshly painted. According to the inmates, the U.S. Marshals had recently visited the area just days before, which caused a flurry of activity by guards to clean up the January 6th area while the U.S. Marshals were inspecting another area. Inmates explained that they did not have access to their families or proper nutrition from the jail. Shortly after entering the January 6th wing of the CTF, inmates assembled for their daily salute to the American flag and singing of the national anthem. Following almost an hour of personal interviews with January 6th detainees, all in attendance except the D.C. jail staff, gathered in a circle while Congressman Green closed the group in prayer. At approximately 10.15 p.m., members and staff exited the facilities. It is also important to note that the D.C. jail facility has an area designed for meetings between attorneys and clients with plexiglass and phones as they face each other through the glass. Use of that facility should not result in 14 days of solitary confinement simply for meeting with an attorney. The following report is the consolidated testimony up from six eyewitnesses. This document will outline the events of the evening of November 4th from the time Congresswoman Green was notified of the availability of the tour around 6.20 p.m. to the time members and staff exited the facility at 10.15 p.m. So I've just read a summary, a brief summary. The entire report is 28 pages, and that would have been too long. But that's a brief summary, and we thank the righteous judge for his adjudication. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the World Health Organization has estimated that up to 23 million people by the earthquakes that struck Turkey and Syria. The death toll has already reached 5,000 and may cause harm to many more in the long run, including 5 million people who are already vulnerable, a senior official warned. The tremors caused significant damage to civilian and health infrastructure in the affected region. Dr. Marshang, the World Health Organization senior emergency officer, reported during a meeting of the International Bodies Executive Committee on Tuesday. The organization believes that Syria may suffer most from the unmet needs in the immediate and midterm. Marshang told the meeting in Geneva as cited by AFP. WHO, World Health Organization Secretary General, pledged that the agency will work closely with all partners to support 
authorities in both countries in the critical hours and days ahead and in the months and years to come as both countries recover and rebuild. A 7.8 magnitude earthquake wrecked havoc across southern Turkey and northern Syria on Monday and was followed by dozens of aftershocks and a second quake on a nearby fault, which caused further destruction. Many buildings collapsed, killing thousands of people and trapping many others under the rubble. The rescue effort in Syria has been hampered by the damage that the nation's civilian infrastructure has suffered during a decade of foreign-influenced conflict. Washington has economic sanctions in place against the government in Damascus, which it sought to replace during the hostilities. The measures have been blamed for hindering aid, recovery, and reconstruction efforts in areas under the government's control. Many critics, including UN officials, have said the restrictions violate Syrians' human, human rights. It is estimated that troops from the U.S. and its allies hold roughly one-third of Syrian territory, including parts that are rich in oil and fertile land. We thank the righteous judge for his adjudications. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning globalists and Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates warned that the next pandemic is likely to be man-made and much more brutal than the Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19. He issued this warning during a recent visit to Sydney, Australia-based think tank Lowy Institute. Gates told the audience that the world must listen to him and follow his instructions, lest economic carnage on a never before seen scale will occur. The big tech mogul also called for greater global cooperation, citing the COVID-19 pandemic as an example of how countries could improve their response if they work together. Compare the economic cost of being prepared for the next one to the cost of this one, over $10 trillion in economic loss, Gates said. With the pandemic, we were foolish not to have the tools, the practice, and the global capacity to be on standby like we do with fire and and earthquakes. According to the Microsoft co-founder, a stable international order based on mutual political will, based on mutual political will, based on mutual political will is needed to deal with future pandemics. The one thing that still hangs in the balance is we will have the global capacity and at the regional and county levels that would mean that when an infectious disease threat comes up, we act in such a way that it doesn't go global. We need to be doing every five years a comprehensive exercise, county and regional levels of pandemic preparedness, and you need a global group that's scoring everybody. You need a global group that's scoring everybody. Gates also praised the land down under's most almost draconian policies in response to the pandemic, which include lengthy lockdowns and stringent mask mandates. Some of the things that stand out are that Australia and about seven other countries did population-scale diagnostics early on and had quarantine policies. That meant you kept the level of infection low in that first year when there are no vaccines, he told the audience. During his Lauer Institute address, Gates called, cited Africa as a region that has not received its fair share of the experimental vaccine, and they don't want them either. 
He promised to ensure Africans are vaccinated in the future. Is he going to do it himself? That's a good question. There is this huge failure of market capitalism to look at some of the needs of the poorest. Their voice in the marketplace is very small, said the Microsoft co-founder. You can literally save lives for $1,000, and there isn't much around that should be as fulfilling as that. But he failed to mention that COVID-19 cases in Africa are the lowest in the world. Worse, the vaccines he is promoting cause more harm than good in the continent. The World Health Organization pointed out in a September 1, 2020 report that a new outbreak of polio in Africa had been driven by oral vaccines supposedly created to combat the disease. According to the Global Health Body vaccine-derived polio virus type 2, VDPV2 was responsible for a wave of infections in Chad and neighboring Sudan. The oral Polio vaccine spread of VDPV2 is being pushed by the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, which is supported and funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. A new report by the World Health Organization, a branch of the United Nations, confirms everything we have been saying about the deadly nature of Bill Gates' vaccination programs in the third world, entitled Circulating Vaccine-Derived polio virus type 2 Sudan. The report outlines how polio vaccines from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are spreading more polio throughout Africa. Not only that, but these relief jabs are killing young black lives in places like Chad and Sudan where outbreaks of the vaccine-induced disease are spreading like wildfire. Amazingly, the World Health Organization openly admits that the strain of polio virus currently circulating known as CVDPV2, is vaccine-derived. This clearly indicates that it is being spread by the very same vaccines that Bill Gates claims are helping to save lives and eradicate polio. Sequencing of viruses isolated in Sudan so far reflects that the viruses are related with viruses reported earlier in the neighboring Chad from where they were multiple there were multiple separate introductions into Sudan from Chad, the report explained. There is a local circulation in Sudan and continued sharing of transmission with Chad. As far as we know, this is the first time that an official government body and the World Health Organization, no less, has used the words vaccine-induced to describe how and why polio is still spreading throughout third world Africa. As you may recall from years past, both the mainstream media and the health authorities would routinely refer to it as polio-like illness, so as to avoid implicating chemical jabs as the culprit. But it is now clear beyond a shadow of a doubt that polio-like illness is actual polio of the type that exists in the vaccines being mass distributed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. After spending some $16 billion over 30 years to eradicate polio, international health bodies have accidentally reintroduced the disease to Pakistan, Afghanistan, and also Iran as the Central Asia region was hit by a virulent strain of polio spawned by the pharmaceutical vaccine, reports 21st Century Wire. Also in 2019, the government of Ethiopia ordered the destruction of 57,000 vials of type 2 oral polio vaccine, MPOV2, 
following a similar outbreak of vaccine-induced polio. The same incident has happened in India as well. All of this is cause for concern when considering that the same Bill Gates, who is killing innocent black lives with polio vaccine, now wants these same black lives to be jabbed with vaccines for the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19. Right this moment, the GAVI Vaccine Alliance, another Gates Foundation-funded vaccine group, is testing experimental Wuhan coronavirus vaccines on young black lives without informed consent. Does this seem legitimate to you and something you would agree to in the event that it was suddenly thrust on you and your family? Keep in mind that what we reported in the past about vaccines from Bill Gates causing more death, more disease and death, some people accused us of spreading conspiracy theories, end of quote. Based on that logic, the WHO is now is also now guilty of spreading conspiracy theories with its new report. This is why Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s law firm has filed a lawsuit against Gates for crimes against humanity, wrote one commentator about the hopeful demise of Bill Gates and his corrupt vaccine empire. And why India has also filed a lawsuit against Gates for crimes against humanity. But in India, Gates caused the paralysis of over 450,000 babies and children with his life-threatening and disabling poisons called vaccines. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, as you know, when Pastor Pat and I went to Africa, Ghana in particular, they told us that whenever they saw the vaccine trucks coming, they hid in the bush. That's how they survived. That's how they survive. Brother Marshall, it's time for some strategic spiritual warfare in Jesus' name. And Father, you said if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not. So, Father, you said if two of you on earth agree touching anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. And you said, call upon the name of the Lord, and you'll be delivered. You said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee. And thou shalt glorify me. Father, since it's written in your word, in Matthew eighteen fourteen, you don't even want one of these little ones to perish, Father. Father, for all the children that are being dragged across the border in the United States and other countries, all the children in harm's way in Turkey and in Syria, all the children in harm's way in Africa, all the various nations of the African continent, all their children in harm's way in Australia, Father God, where they've been forcibly jabbing people against their will without any consent, as if a child can give consent. Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention adjudication. Because your arm's not too short to save. We know that's your will. It says, God our Savior will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But Father God, there's some people that have been working overtime to hide the truth from the people. We thank you, Father God, that many of these things are being exposed now, even as we've been praying. And we thank you for the exposing of what they're trying to do. Father, even for those that are planning trips across the various borders, including into the United States from the southern border, northern border, Father God, and any other area, those people that have maybe been duped into thinking, oh, this is a great land of opportunity. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it might be a little chilly up there and 
in uh, some of the northern regions of Minnesota and New Hampshire, especially in the winter. But it'll be lovely for your children. Father, help those people in making these decisions. And maybe some of them are just doing it for money. Deliver the children, Father. All the children. All the children. Deliver all the children in harm's way. Those are being used for sexual trafficking. Those being used for sacrifices to Satan, blood sacrifices, sexual sacrifices, and worse. That be, is there anything worse? I don't know. Something worse. We're repeatedly molested. Father, expose those, Father God, that are involved in all this perversion, Father God. Even as Pat Holiday talked about Pizzagate. Yeah, some of those in the in the Beltway were eating pizza. With what kind of stuff on it? Anchovies? No, I don't think it was anchovies. Something a little bit uh, more horrific than that. So we thank you for exposing. You said, fear them not, those people that are serving Satan with all their hearts. And you said, suffer not a witch to live. All those different witches, not just Hillary's coven, but all the different witches that have gathered together to eat human parts, Father God, children's bodily parts, Father God. We ask you to expose it. You said, Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Thank you for causing Dr. Sabrina to find many of these different articles, including the so-called science experts. Like Fauci said, he was science. Father God, you said, you warned us about that in Timothy. Oppositions of science falsely so-called. I forget it's in chapter 5, wherever it is in End of First Timothy, something like that. Father God, we ask you to expose the oppositions of science, falsely so-called. And we thank you for the people that are standing up. We thank you for the border agents that are working in the cold weather with a tremendous increase of people coming across the northern border in the United States. Strengthen them, protect them, provide for them, even though they're working for an administration that does not support them, Father, at least not from what we've heard. It seems rather obvious from what they did cost the taxpayers more money to not build the southern wall than to finish it. Why would that be? What is the most, is it, is it fentanyl? Is that the most lucrative thing for the, for the deep state? No. It's human children, bodily parts. It's human children, not just those from Planned Parenthood that are selling parts so they can buy Lamborghini or whatever, trafficking human parts, Father God. And we know, Father God, because Pat Holiday said it's many, many, many years ago she talked about the Georgia Guidestones where they made it really, put it right out there, put it right out there, made it abundantly clear, Father God. They said this was their agenda to reduce the world's population to half a, half a what is that, half a billion people, 500 uh, million people, which from 8 billion people is quite a reduction. They seem to be upset because they're behind on their schedule, Father God. They've only killed a few million people, maybe a few hundred million all around the world. And not just from the jab, other things, Father God. And they're rattling the saber, trying to keep poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear in Russia, Father God. We bind every one of these spirits of death, hell, and destruction. Every spirit of Zeus is bound. <coughs> Satan, <coughs> you and all your unknowns are bound. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, we are supposed to first bind the strong man, Matthew 12, 29, Mark 3, 27. 
So Satan, you the strong man, all your underlings are perpetually bound, heads and tails cut off, descaled from every ungodly spirit, not just Leviathan, every spirit of idolatry, running off to the, trying to bring in the new giant one world religion. And the Vatican's not just a little bystander on that one. Trying to bring in one world religion, Father God. This is something that's been going on for thousands of years with the Kassarian so-called Jews. They're not Jews anyway. Kassarian Jews, the whatever they're called, the different people that really just Nazis. They're not even neo-Nazis. They're just a continuation of the Nazis, Father God. Operation Paperclip was real. And <clears throat> where did they come? Oh, they came to the United States. <clears throat> Father, first and foremost, we take responsibility and repent and renounce for our part. And I do, too. My part. Show each of us what you want us to do. Help us to know how you want us to stand up. We hear many people say you need to go to your sheriffs and find out if they're constitutional sheriffs because they have a tremendous amount of power in this nation. They could even forbid FBI, so-called FBI agents. They're supposed to be law and order, but they're not. They're just a cover-up agent for the deep state. They could forbid them from coming into any county. I think they did that in Florida a little bit. They're trying to bring in... The Bring in monitors for the election. Said, no thanks. Father God, we ask you to uncover what's going on by the deep state people trying to woo and and, and offer bribes and all that to the uh, governor of Florida, Father God. Because that's the impression I've got from different sources. I don't know if it's true because I don't know anything. But you know everything, Father. All things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. We ask you to expose what they're doing, Father. So Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are bound from our position to see and have any places in Christ Jesus. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Just like it says at the end of Psalm 91, He that dwelleth, because thou hast made the Lord is my refuge, even the most high of the habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up and their hands lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. And thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon that shall trample under feet. We love you, Abba. Love you, Jesus. Love you, Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Satan, you're bound. All your underlings are perpetually bound. Every spirit of death, hell, and destruction. Every spirit trying to harm those that have been illegally detained without having proper counsel. We're supposed to have law and order in the United States. Not lawlessness, not tyranny, not fascism. So, Father, those that have been detained in every area, contrary to your perfect will, in Jesus' name, we ask you, Father God, that the words Jesus spoke will come to pass very, very quickly, Father God, in Jesus' name. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus speaking, the Spirit of the Lord, it's not the human might, the human power. Jesus is the, the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, as joined heirs with Christ, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Thank you for the gospel to the poor. We all need you, Lord. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Oh, Lord, heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives, including those from January 6th. And Pastor Arthur Pulowski up in Canada, they're, they're trying to bring more trumped-up charges to lock them up again. A recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, including those on January 6th, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
He said, sometimes you have need of patience to inherit the promises. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And did you do this in the past? Did you deliver those that were in harm's way, even when the church had a really hard time believing that you could do it? Because the church kept praying for Peter when he was locked up before what they would call Resurrection Sunday, but they called it Easter, unfortunately. But anyway, forgive us, Lord. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, this is in Acts 2.6, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before, uh, before the door kept the prison. Sounded like he was pretty well locked up. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. Oh, the light. The Lord is our light and our salvation. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise, rise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Lord, you're oh, no respecter person. What you've done for one, you'll do for another. All those in harm's way, you can just bring them forth. Those that have truly given their hearts to the Lord Jesus, I believe Arthur, Pastor Arthur Pulaski has done that, Father God. And Father God, grant each one, because we know, Lord, that it said, if we don't forgive everyone, you cannot forgive us. So, Father, we're supposed to pray for those who despitefully use their stuff. Paul and Silas did when they were in prison. They prayed for their jailer, and the whole jailer's family got r- r- wonderfully saved in Acts chapter 16. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. Said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel. But though he saw a vision, when they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate, which opened unto the which, uh, which leadeth into the city, which opened to them of his own accord. Lord, you have the keys to the kingdom, all the keys, and you give share them with us. He said, Behold, he gives you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the bad and the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Behold, he gives you power. We thank you for giving that authority, that power, the keys of the kingdom, including also Revelation three seven. Whatever you lock is locked up. Whatever you open, no one else can close. We thank you, Lord. That opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through the one street. And forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety. The Lord has sent me, has sent his angel, and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Well, that body of believers that were praying for Peter, they were stunned. They couldn't actually believe it. Because you can do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. But you said, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Asking, seeking, and knocking. And Lord, we're so sorry that you're without standing outside the church, not in the church. That is, globally. Many people in the church, to what we've heard, at least according to your word, in Revelation, wherever that is, three, I think it is, that you're standing without trying to come in. Lord, we want you to come in, not just in the church in general, in our own hearts, to believe in our hearts with all of our mind, all of our hearts. Thank you for that, Father, and deliver all those in harm's way globally, Father God, in all these different situations, Father God, all those, Father God, in harm's way, in the United States, in Canada, in every nation, Father God, every nation, Father God, not just those being detained against their will, and from January 6th event, I think that was 2020, wasn't it? Kind of a set up, but not 2021. We thank you for the people trying to release this information from ICE, Father God. We thank you for the information coming out. We thank you, Father God, kind of a set up, 
for strengthening those that are doing what's right in your sight, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for exposing all the per- perversion and nonsense, Father God, including all the bribes and the blackmail and everything else that's going on, kind of trying to keep the uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and others out of the out of the uh, prison, Father God. Because about it, we thank you. They were able to at least get in there, even after they had a quick cleanup thing. We ask you to expose what's really going on with the World Health Organization and why they had the United States were so quick to sign on to their thing. Where, oh, we just give up our sovereignty. Oh, whatever the World Health Organization said. Oh, they only want what's best for us. Isn't that nice? Just like Bill Gates only wants what's best for us. Isn't that nice? The Bill Gates is working hand in hand with the WHO to help all those poor, impoverished people in Africa so they can have the best possible medical care and have the best possible outcome for, from whose point of view? What about the people who want to reduce the world's population by like 7.5 billion people? And they're feeling a little bit behind the time? Maybe they're really terrified. Maybe like all those uh, people from the Vatican have that big um, telescope looking up in the sky and they think, there's something coming, there's something coming. Hey, it's Jesus. He's returning soon. We need to be ready for his return. We need to be looking for him. Not that we're going to be up there in, in uh, Minnesota or in uh, wherever that is, uh, in New Hampshire, lying outside when it's 40 below, staring up in the sky, even in a sleeping bag, kind of said, even with goggles on, because that's a little nippy to be looking up in the sky. But sometime we're going to be looking up for our redemption draw tonight. But right now we need to be looking at that little red cup of wine, because his eyes are red with wine. Lord, deliver us all for because of the blood of the covenant. We overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, including those people who have obviously proven, as Dr. Sabrina's point, about this oral polio vaccine that wasn't so helpful, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for some of the people in these nations, including Ethiopia. Isn't that where Tedros was originally from? I think it is. He warned them. And they got rid of 57,000 vials. Maybe Tedros doesn't really hate all people, at least not the people in Ethiopia. Wasn't that nice? Of course, he's no respecter of persons because he wants what's just wonderful, what Bill Gates wants for everybody, not just in Ethiopia, but all over the world, especially those people that would want to to actually call on the one, the only true God, the only true greater God. Father, deliver us all, and we thank you for delivering us all, and we give you praise and honor and glory. Satan, from our position, he didn't have any places in Christ Jesus. According to Ephesians 2, 6, according to Proverbs 18, 10, according to the end of Psalm 91, you're bound, everyone, if your underlings are bound, no further flow of power communication. The demons down there, the second heavens, the bush and deep, to all those who've interceded for, and all these people trying to cover up this business about the WHO's agenda, Father God, to kill, steal, and or destroy. We thank you for exposing it all. We bind every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy, coming against from all sources, including those trying to poke the Russian bear, trying to trying to cause more harm, cut up with that, trying to the people have been warned. They've been warned. We keep warning. But they say, oh, this is good. Maybe we can get a nice world war going. That might hide, hide the...
Selamat datang, selamat datang.